0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Jay, and it's another episode of Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start it off right in decency and order. And we're going to start with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture we're coming out of is 1 Peter's 5 and 7. And it says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. All the things you're worrying about. All the things that is being a burden, all the things that you keep holding on to and are stressing you out and you sitting there not knowing what to do. Well, God wants to take that off your plate. He wants to be able to provide you with a stress free mind so that you could focus on what's important and care about what's important in your life. And that's, first of all, putting God first and then taking care of your family and being the person that God is made you to be and following your assignment amen? amen amen so you you have to realize when you start to stress out you're stressing out and you're worried and you're depressed and you're going all that because you're holding on something that ain't yours i want you to remember that but dear father thank you for waking us up this morning thank you for being the god the omnipotent the the, the omega and alpha god thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives thank you for bringing us to another week to keep us sane keep us in the right mind keeping us to uh be here on the radio this morning god we just thank you for all the things that you're going to do in this upcoming week we thank you for all the things that you revealed to us the revelations that we've we started to see lord god thank you for being there for us when something was out to get us lord Thank you for keeping us and, and and keeping us in safe environment, keeping us in a sound environment, keeping us with peace and love. God, thank you for your new grace and mercy, Lord. Because we just thank you. I, you know, we, we, thank, we thank you this morning. We thank you for all the things you're doing. And God, right now, we just ask you to touch everybody under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the sole of their feet as they wake up. As they head to the ministry, as they are getting in and cleaning up their house, as they're doing their daily routine for today, God, just bless them. Let them be able to see you, to be able to hear you, and to be able to understand you to the fullest today, Lord. God, just be that change for us, Lord. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name amen 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 this is pastor jay and like always you can find me at instagram official the only one and only because a lot of people try to copy jaylon calhoun it ain't but one it's me and i was born first so and just let y'all know because y'all don't even know what jaylon stand for I not Jalen, not jaylin not jaylonny jaylon <laughs> that is my name say it loud i'm black and i'm proud amen so but you can find me on Instagram at official underscore JLON, J-A-Y-L-O-N dot Calhoun, C-A-L-H-O-U-N. Or you can find me on Pastor JLON Calhoun on Facebook. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Lady AJ. Feel free to drop me a line at LadyAJ2020 at gmail.com.
2: Yes, and this is Coach. Good morning. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at 910Coach. And I just want everybody to know that I'm praying for the hurricane in the south, you know, hit North Carolina. Amen. South Carolina, parts of Virginia, parts of Georgia. I got a bunch of family and friends without electricity right now. I just want them to know that God is with you. You know, electricity will get back on. We're just a little bit pioneer days right now. So just make it through it. Put God first. And everything will be all right. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Good
3: morning. Good morning, DJ Severe, and you can find me on the Kingdom Wear Production
0: page. Hey, Amen. He said that extra long. <laughs> Feeling <laughs> pretty good this morning, Pastor. So, and another thing, um, I, I just wanted to give um, a few shout-outs this morning. Um, the first shout-out is that I met with our with one of the runner-up for the Democratic Party. Congressman Ruben De Silva yesterday and with a extraordinary group called the Las Vegas Urban League of Young Professionals and we were talking about very important topics and it's time to unite and go out and vote Amen. that's how Amen. simple I could say it it's time to unite stop thinking all these old phrase mindsets and and all the things that you keep saying if you don't like what's happening in your community, go out there and vote. You can't be a voice if you never went out and vote. Right. So I want everybody to to just think about that. Whatever in your community, start getting involved because no one from if no one from your community is representing your community, how can you ever expect a change? That's true. All you could do is complain about it. So what right. I could say is go out there and vote and definitely shout out to a future congressman Ruben DeSilva for bringing me to the table of those topics and it was a lot of great topics that needed to be talked about Amen Amen. Amen. Another thing is I had to shout out for my kids shout out to my sons for making their first YouTube page you should be the person that backs up your child's dream Amen, my kids always watch this little boy named chase on YouTube And now they're like I want to be like chase and I'm just empowering them. Go ahead. Let's make your page so if you out there, go ahead and follow my baby's page at Calhoun Twins on YouTube and Instagram. All right. You can be able to go check them out, play some video games. That's what the kids like doing, watching other kids play video games. <laughs> I don't understand it because I like playing <laughs> video games still to this day. But if they want to watch it, come watch my babies. They are twins and they have fun while playing video games. So go out there and check them out. So we're already going to, those are all of the announcements. We're about to go into the mix with DJ Severe. What's
4: Hey, I, I got, 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 got. Hey, <laughs> Pray. things ain't changed for you in quite a while.
0: Amen. Amen. We're back. This is Pastor Jay. We're about to go into our interview segment and we got a special guest. He's very regularly on this show. His name is Dr. Jackie and he is a great person of God. He's been in the ministry. He's He has his own office and practice where he works with people that has leadership in the ministry. And let me stop introducing and just let him talk about himself. Everybody, let's welcome Dr. Jackie.
1: Good morning,
5: morning, Dr. Good, morning, good morning, Dr. Jackie. Good morning, good morning, Pastor, good morning, Lady A.J., good morning, uh, D.J. Severe and Coach. How are you all doing today? We're we are good. blessed. We're good. Good, good. So thank you again for having me, and um, what are we doing today? All right. Let me <laughs> okay. go ahead and enjoy.
0: So I wanted to just have your breakdown of – how can somebody, like I could say, from a spiritual level and from, um, as you say, from your your background of psychology, of letting go of stuff that is just burdening you? You know, a lot of people, their, their whole mindsets, attitudes, and everything is based off something that happened. And, you know, it's, it's actually very interesting. I was talking to my dad, and I said something real smart, and I was like, wow, that was dope. So I got to <laughs> say it again. So I told my dad, I was like, you know, when you live that and keep reliving that pain of your past, you miss your present and you lose your future. Mm-hmm.
4: That's
0: mm-hmm. True. And I thought I was dope. I needed to put a DR <laughs> in front of my name. You know what I'm saying, Dr. Jackie? <laughs>
5: So you know, you know, well here's the thing, you know, don't you go go, go putting no DR uh, in front of your name if you ain't wrote no dissertation. You know, us good church people like to call people doc and they don't realize how offensive it is because uh, But you know what? I think that's a, that's an example of me needing to let it go. So I'm gonna I'm going let that go, I'm gonna move on. But I think I, I think that honestly to answer uh, the question from the spiritual component, we call that a stronghold. mm. You know, and a strong and a stronghold is anything that prevents us from being able to uh, to move forward or to be productive, either in our lives or even or, or in our ministry. Uh, but you said something interesting, you know, and I want to add on to what you told your father. And, I, and and what came to me was maybe we we have to sit with the past before you walk away from it. Mm. Mm. Um, and for me, that means we have to understand why we're letting go. Mm. And then you have to you have to know that you're you're doing it you know for yourself, and then the the, the third thing is that old attachments or old desires for things that you were previously attached to or the things that you need to let go they're going to come and go. I think from a natural standpoint, the fear is if I'm letting go of this, what am I going to grip on or what am I going to have to hold on to? Exactly. Right. Um, but you know, here's here's another thing, Pastor Jay. One of the things that I have found in my work. Uh, that makes it difficult for people to let go and move on. Is because the pain is familiar. Mm. Mm. That's deep. So the it, 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 and and what I mean what I mean by the pain is familiar. Yeah. Okay. I can I can recognize that this is not good for me. But I've I've dealt with this for so long. You know. I I, I know how to deal with it. So you know, uh, when it starts to rise up or it gets to, uh, uh, to be too intense, then I'm going to self-medicate myself. And self-medicating doesn't always mean that a person is going to drink or a person is going to use drugs. We can begin to to, to develop or exercise unhealthy behaviors, mm. unhealthy attitudes. Mm. You know, I, I think that you know, I think that this is really prevalent when we look at leaders. And because I work with pastors, you know. One of the most dangerous things in the world is to give someone who's in pain power.
1: Mm. That's true.
5: because when that person is in pain and they're they're operating from their pain, that power becomes the thing that they abuse. And here's the thing. you may not even realize that you're being that you're abusing the power that's been given to you because you've been operating in your pain so long. So we begin to overcompensate, you know. Um, And this moves us into inferiority complexes. So Mm. when we begin to talk about an inferiority complex, it really is connected to our lack of self-esteem or a diminished sense of self-esteem, so we begin to overcompensate. Mm. So you may be saying, okay, well, Dr. Jackie, how do we get from letting go to self-esteem to overcompensate? Letting go means, first and foremost, why are you letting go? And what are you letting go of? So, so when we talk about the past, the past is a wonderful uh, teacher to let us know. It, it provides us with information, or I'll say it this way. Pain provides us with information. It provides us with, with, with much-needed information because the pain lets us know where we need healing. But the problem is many times we ignore the pain. Because we say, "Well, I'm just going to press my way through it," or "I'm going to praise my way through it." So here it is: you don't went through 15 praise breaks in service. You got that that real good release of dopamine in your system, which is what makes you feel real good. And then after you get home, and it's done wore down, you still faced with the same old issue. Mm. So then. I think that what happens for us for, from a religious standpoint is church becomes our addiction. Church becomes the thing that we begin to, to do because we don't know how to do life. Wow. You know, we don't, we don't do life very well, and you know, the only thing we do know is is church. You know, and I see this a lot of times, you know, in church when, you know, you ask someone, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed and I'm favored of Jesus. Okay, well, you you blessed, but I was just asking you, how were you, you doing today? Or mm. Oh, what's going on with you? What's going on in your life today? Child, you know the Lord is just blessing. You know, and okay, that's 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 okay. But for me, I can't really have conversations with people like that on a day-to-day basis because what it does is it makes me feel as though if if, if I don't feel blessed and if I don't feel high in Jesus today, then something is wrong with me. Mm. Because you might ask me, "Well, how am I feeling today?" You know what? I'm having a really bad day. Mm. And I don't need you to respond with what you need to look to the heels from what's coming to your help. Okay, well, that's all good and, 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 and well, but, you know, maybe there's some things that I'm going through that I need to be able to talk about and I need to be able to work through. Mm-hmm. But, see, now I'm in a position where I can't let it go because the environment hasn't been cultivated for me to feel safe enough to really begin to address why I'm holding on to what it is that I'm holding on to. Mm.
0: And see, that that brings up a, a even bigger topic because that's why a lot of people are scared to go to church because they feel that they would have to put a mask, a face, and not be able to talk about what's really going on. In their life and get guidance because you know a lot of people feel like oh it's just to go to church get a good word and feel good no it's to, to be able to get guidance to have support to be able to have somebody have your back and tell you you know you ain't the only one that going through it I've been through it and this is how I got out but you know like you said because one thing that I see from when people say that and it's a wall because a lot of people don't want to want first of all a lot of people don't want you want you in their business Let's just be honest on that. You know, and, and everybody would be like, Yeah, I'm blessed and highly favored. And they could be having a horrible day. They just don't want you to know that they're having a horrible day. And I just think that's I I, I, I it's a big topic and a big issue in in ministries across the world because it's not being able to be open to the people in your church and having that open environment in your church
5: very true well I, you know what i have a i have a question i, I want to ask lady aj dj swerve and coach why do you think people struggle with letting go
2: i believe people struggle with letting go because they are afraid to tell people their feelings and i'm at right. the point in my life where, if i got a problem with somebody i straight up call them communicate with them i don't the old me would try to find like, is something wrong with me? Well, what, what did the breakdown go to? But the new me is, go straight to the source. Mm. And I'm, I'm not a Bible quota, but I know it's in there.
0: Right.
2: You, if you got a problem with somebody, you don't go telling everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah. You go directly to them. And mm. since I've done that, I see growth in myself. And I see growth in the people I communicate with me. But they might not feel as compassionate as I do to tell somebody how I feel. And when I right. and I always open up, this is how I feel right now. Cause tomorrow mm-hmm. I might look at him like, man, I was totally wrong. <clears throat> right, I, I was a little off the wall, but that's how I felt in that moment. So if you love me, you got to take me for my good and my bad, and realize that I'm telling you how I feel. And when people understand right. that you tell them how you feel, you're being one hundred with them. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you my that's all. Right. I'm right. putting it all out there. You can take it and like it, and what most people say, they be like, oh, I'm just not going to deal with that person no more. Right. It, it is. When I see them, I just see them. I'm waving. That's it. it it's all good. But me,
5: just tell people what? how that you feel. That, look, look. And you know what? That becomes the blessing right there. When a person recognizes that, you know what? Well, well, I'm just not going to deal with that person. What, what they're actually saying is, I can't manipulate them the way that I used to. Mm. Or... Or the way that I'm accustomed to dealing with people, I can't deal with that individual, you know, that particular way.
2: Mm. Yes, I didn't even think of it like
5: that. Right, right. It's
2: too hard for them to deal with it. Right. In other words,
5: well, you know what? Here's the, here's here's the thing. You know, we we talk about it, especially because we're we're in the church, but for many of us, church becomes the replacement for any other addiction.
4: Yeah. Mm.
5: You know, and the church is one of the few places that I have encountered where people want to be celebrities, Mm. but they don't want to be servants. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we use the positions that it is that we have because we're trying to overcompensate. We're trying to... um, strive to be, be recognized and to be seen, or we want fame, we want to be recognized by people. And I think that that comes back to an inferiority complex, and, you know, I want to go back to something that we talked about on the last, uh, the last time you had me, Pastor Jay, in June, we were talking about, you had asked me a question about, you know, what about a person who just feels like they don't belong? Mm-hmm. And I think that this comes back to, you know, to the topic that we're talking about today about letting go. Where within our lives have we been so traumatized that we were told that we weren't good enough? Mm. So now we go through our life looking for what it means to be good enough. So if I achieve this or if I accomplish this, then people will see me and they will recognize me and then people will give me value. Mm. You know, people will then say that I'm worthy. People will then say that I am, you know, deserving. You know, and I'm I'm going to turn a curve here. You know, because I work with a lot of pastors and a lot of leaders in ministry. Many of these people that we see mounting the pulpit, you know, weekend after weekend. Yes, you know, they may be prolific in speaking and so on and so forth, but they are struggling behind closed doors with inferiority complexes. Mm. And there are things that are attached to them that when they mount this pulpit, it's almost like, okay, they're Clark Kent by day. Mm. But then when they get to the church and in the eyes of the people, they go into the phone booth, which is the pulpit, and they become this Superman or this Superwoman. But sadly, you're a fraud. Mm. Mm.
4: Wow.
5: Because the people can only see you one way. And here's the thing. You can only play a role so long before someone figures you out, Hmm. you know? know, And so when that first, go
0: ahead. That's crazy what you, you just said, because just from my own personal testimony, I saw that as a young, young ministry, young teenager being in the ministry, coming to church for the first time. And I saw that. And my pastor at the time couldn't do no wrongs. And when that that veil went down, it traumatized me. I mean, for a good three years, I might have been in the church, but I wasn't really in church. I wasn't (laughs) worshiping God. I was just going, to be honest with you, I was just going because they was paying me to sing. Mm -hmm. And I remember that's when I had my first real experience with God because I was running away from the church and being involved so i didn't have to get attached to anybody or or any ministry to see that again so i could be hurt and i um i had a car accident and i heard god say i'm not done with you yet and that was my Mm -hmm. turning point of stop running and it it made me realize that pastors evangelists td jakes Everybody that's in these seats, because I really had to really do research, go to my word, pray about it, are regular people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they're dealing with stuff on their level, plus they're dealing with being able to carry everybody else's burden as well. And I think...
5: Exactly. And you know... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I I was just going to say, you know, you you triggered something um, in my thought process, and that was, you know, what I think makes those of us in ministry and those of us who are believers different than those who are in the world um, is that we have encountered Christ. Mm -hmm. Not that we've just encountered God, but we've encountered Christ. And if, you know, to know Christ is to know change, and to know Christ is to know that if Christ is in the midst of anything, that there can be no dead situation. Right. And, you know, to know Christ is to know that if he's with you, you know, then he's more than the world against you. Yes, but here's the other thing. When you note the work that Jesus did, and on two distinct occasions, when Lazarus had died and when Jairus's daughter was um, at the point of death, Jairus figured that if he could just get the presence of Jesus there, if he could just get Jesus there, then Jesus would have the answer to saving his, his daughter. We read the scriptures further along, and the scripture begins to talk about how when Jesus is, is, is wandering, he gets distracted. Mary and Martha come to him and said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have, you know, died, right? Mm-hmm. But what they didn't realize was Jesus didn't necessarily have to be physically there. All he had to do was send a word. That's right. right. And that word would have been able—that word is what changes the individual. Well, what is it that I'm saying? What I'm really saying is— As believers, all we have is a Word, Mm. and the way that we receive the Word is through prayer, through meditation, through consecration, and spending time with God. The problem is, I think that in ministry, sometimes we can feel like we've made it because the people are praising us that we begin to go on autopilot. Mm. We begin to, to to go through the motions, and so <laughs> the message becomes our testimony. The message becomes, you know, okay, well, I know this Bible, so let me just go on up there, and I've not spent any time, you know, with the Lord. But here's the thing. Because of the fact that He's called us, He requires us to spend time with Him. Mm. And so what happens is when we're no longer spending time with Him, we, we become ill effective. And what is the anointing? Your show is called The Anointed Radio Show. When I hear the word anointed, what I hear is effective and the ability to make change. Mm. The Holy Spirit is what equips us as believers to be effective in ministry. Many times, we go through the motions as leaders and as people, and just as you said, we're still people, but we forget that because in that moment, The people are praising us. The people are looking up to us. I'm Pastor so and so. I'm, you know, I'm evangelist or I'm Bishop so and so. And so, because the people see us that way, it's very easy in some cases, if we're not careful, to become disconnected from our source, which is God. Right. And we stop consulting with Him, (laughs) we stop hearing from Him. And so then we begin to wonder well, why isn't our ministry growing? Mm. Because we're refusing to let go of. Well, I got this made already. I know how this is supposed to go. And God is sitting there saying, well, Negro, you know, I'm the one that called you. <laughs> and so since you've disconnected yourself from me, I'm going to sit back and let me see how how successful you are without my presence. And so we become just like the children of Israel who were praising God and his presence wasn't even there. You were operating, and God was like, uh, I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, God was doing an Aretha. He was doing an Aretha if you allow me to really go there because, you know, Aretha had that nine-hour funeral. And I tell people about that third hour. Uh, there was a trap door in that that casket, and me and Arisa was down at Johnny Rockets looking and saying, "You know, there ain't no way I'm gonna sit through the rest of this."
1: <laughs> wow,
4: <laughs>
1: Doctor Jackie, I um, yes, ma'am. I was I was thinking about you know what you said about letting go, and you know I think another reason why people have a hard time letting go is because they <clears throat> don't they don't know how to let go. That's right. I think people get. Caught up, and they get comfortable in it, and even right. though there's pain associated with it, it just becomes a part of them, oh, and yeah. so they just they just hold on to it, and like you said, they don't they don't let go because they don't have anything to grab on to, so they just you know reside in the familiar part of. What they're
5: holding on to, yeah. Oh, yeah, or or it's always been like this, you know, or we're we're going to— Why would it be different? Why would it be different? But, you know, Pastor Jay said something. You said something about that period where you went through and you were disconnected because of how you saw your pastor and what you experienced, you know, in church.
4: Right.
5: And we we can call that church hurt, right? Right. But I call it the realization that my pastor is a human being. Mm Mm-hmm. It's you know it's 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 almost like when you look at the, the the movie The Wizard of Oz,
0: right?
5: That that last scene where Toto goes and he's he he goes behind the curtain and he sees that this big, great, and powerful Oz is nothing but this little old man, right? Who who you know has learned how to build a facade, and then when the people figured out that he wasn't who he said he was, they're disappointed in. I needed you to be someone because I needed something to hope in. Mm-hmm. When all along instead of having this vert instead of having a vertical view of who God is, we should have been directing you to have a horizontal view of who he is. Mm-hmm. You see that? And so that's the disappointment. The disappointment is in some ways I'm sure that you probably looked at your pastor as a father Mm-hmm. You probably looked at your your your, your pastor, you know, uh, as a as a father figure or as a family you know figure. And here's the thing: when we begin to idolize these people because of what we feel we are lacking within our own lives, and then they disappoint us, it brings us back to that familiar pain. Mm. And that familiar pain is you're no different than you fill in the blank yeah and so now i've now I've kind of spiraled for three years because it's taken me three years to try to put myself back together again because that experience has opened up trauma that I've never really addressed. Right. you know what I've done what it is I've gone to church,
4: mm-hmm.
5: I've gone through the motion, yeah you know, and the the church has told me how I should act, but they've never taught me how to live. Right. So you have many, many, many people who call themselves believers who are existing, but they're not living. Mm.
0: Right. That's deep. That's good.
5: Yeah, that is good. Yeah.
3: Hmm. You got us thinking on that one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> my my, my um, answer to the question, um, I think, is embarrassment. Uh, people are embarrassed hmm to go before the church and confess their sins, um, because, you, you know, let's say for instance, someone, you know, was in the church service and it was, um, you know, altar call and they, and, and, you know, and their, their thing that they were dealing with was pornography or infidelity. They're going to, they're going to feel embarrassed of what the congregation is going to, you know, how the congregation is going to look at them. And, um, and another thing, and I'm, I'm speaking on, 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 my experience and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but you know, I was always told that you you can go to God for anything. Amen. So what, what I started doing is, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this, this issue, this sin. So why am I going to confess that to the whole congregation when I can just go to God? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of people do that, and um,
5: so, so can I. Yeah, sure. Can up. I give you some of the? Can I give you some of the balance that you're absolutely right here? Here's the thing: I grew up in a a church that was very legalistic, mm. and um, you know, so when we talk about confessing in front of hold, the church, hold, I was hold on, hold on,
0: I I gotta stop you there, because uh, you know, I didn't get that much education like you, Doctor Jackie. <laughs> what is legalistic? Uh, Please, can you break mm. down for? Oh us people that might not know what that <laughs> word means, because um, oh, oh, you went look, all look, over I, I just, my head when you said legalistic <laughs> oh, I church. Know. I was like, so y'all y'all practice the law too? I was like what 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 oh, that
5: yeah. mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> so when, so legal legalistic means that we, you know, we were we we were it was a very rule governed. Mm. You know, these are the rules. Right. Got okay? you. And it was and there was little room for grace. <laughs> right? Mm. So, you know, I grew up in one of those old-school Church of God in Christ's where if you say that you committed a sin, you had to come up before the front of the church, and you had to confess and ask the church to forgive you. Now, the the, right in that was, the Bible says, rebuke openly so that all may fear, Right. right? But here's the other part to that. You know, the... They had to come up and repent so that you could be right in the eyes of God and right in the eyes of the church, so that if it's, if somebody in the community said, well, you know, brother and sister so-and-so did such and such, somebody else could say, yeah, but you know what, they repented and got that right, and so we're moving on. Right. But the problem was, you know, just like in any situation, there was that select group of people who could do what they needed to do in sin, and they were never held to the same standard of accountability. Right. Mm.
4: right
5: and right. so... That that brought about division. Mm. So going back to what you were saying about I can go to God, yes, you can go to God, and God forgives you. But I also believe that we have to have accountability one to another. And that gotcha. doesn't mean that you have to go and stand up before other people, but you have to go to somebody who may be stronger than you in that particular area of your life. And I call those accountability partners, mm. you know. I think that you know one of the best examples that I can give you related to what you just said was a few months ago on social media, and God, that's another <laughs> show right there that we need to begin to address with, is just the, the trauma that social media uh, has added to people and the issue of shame and embarrassment. Um, but there was a situation where a young woman was at church, and she was getting ready to testify and she started to testify and she was saying how she was in prostitution and she was I remember that. Doing I've oral seen sex. that too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you know the the pastor or whoever was conducting snatched the microphone yeah. you know from yeah. her. Yeah. Now it's very controversial and people have their own opinions but I feel like this that woman was really doing church Yep, she yeah, was. because what she was what she was saying, and, you know, people say, oh, well, she might have been this. She, no, no, no. See, because when you have a real encounter with God and you want to be right, you're going to tell on yourself. Right. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. true. You see, because if, if I tell on myself, then there's nothing that you can tell on me.
4: Right.
5: And so instead of allowing her to share because they're like, oh, well, you know, there may have been children, you know, in there. Well, children have cell phones. Children have the ability to access the internet and see things that are inappropriate. Are we really governing our children the way that we want to, or are we actually using that as an excuse because we're uncomfortable with the fact that somebody's being real about what they're going through? Right. And, you know, I I see it completely different. I see that as an opportunity, you know, where it could have been dealt with completely different. But I was thinking... she sat down because somebody was afraid they were going to say, well, Brother So-and-so, you remember when we used to do (laughs) (laughs) such-and-such?
2: Well, I I got something similar to that. I remember when uh, I was just going about my life before I went to church, and I was just going through life miserable, in other words. And the first couple of times I prayed, I might have used bad choice of words back then. You know, Mm -hmm. some people would say they're cuss words, but I'm new to this. I didn't know what I needed to do, and I'm pouring my heart out. And at the time, I was just praying, but in actuality, I'm pouring my heart out, and that's who I was. So you have to start somewhere. God doesn't come to get who's perfect, because if God came to get who's perfect, he came to get Jesus. That's the only person that's ever been perfect. Right. right. So right. you have to, if you come to him with an open heart and who you are, God can then shape who you need to become. And 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 when they snatched the mic with that lady, they they basically now now we're talking about it months later, and basically that lady's pouring her heart out to Jesus and God, yeah, and and that's somebody that's to it. take the microphone from them because they don't agree with the choice of words that they're using. But like you said, that's one hundred percent church right there. It's, you have to start yeah. somewhere right. to go. You you know, if you had all the answers, you wouldn't need to pray. You wouldn't need to do this. You'll be you you'll have an automatic phone line to Jesus and God if if you if you that perfect, you know. And, and that adds on let,
0: to like how
2: people are not gonna come to
0: church knowing the traditions of church anyway. People are coming uh, no, for deliverance.
5: Right. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I call my office my church. So in my church I got a custom section. Yeah, and my, you know, Madia, you know, said, you know, the old Medea, you know, uh, would say, uh, pastor would say, well, when are you coming to my church, Mabel, When you get a smoking custom section, <laughs> you know, and um, so I don't have a smoking section because I can't do the smoke, but I do have a custom section. So one of the things that I tell my clients when they come in is, you have the freedom to communicate any way that you need to communicate, and if that means that you need to use colorful language to express how you feel in that moment. I'm giving you the freedom to be able to do that, and I'm not judging you. Why? Because people are ju- we are judged every single day. Mm-hmm. When do you get to be yourself? And when you talk about letting go, one of the reasons why people can't let go is because they don't know who they are.
4: Wow,
5: I've been I've been I've been told, or I've been taught, that I have to be this way, and I've never been given permission to be my own person. So the fear of letting go is I don't know who I'll become outside of who I've been trained or taught, you know, that I have to be. You know, yeah. they did a, 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 a really quickly, and I know that our time is short. They did an experiment years ago with, uh, I believe it was either with rats or with with dogs, where. At one point, the animals were trying to break out of the cage. They were fighting to get out of the cage. But because they had been in prison so long, when they finally opened the cage, the animal did not have the will or the desire to venture out of that cage. And what they discovered was a person can be conditioned to become settled, or we would say content in the state that they're in, but that's not contentment. Right. Mm. That is, I've lost my fight. I don't have the ability to continue to press through because when I did, when I was trying to express my voice, I was silent. Mm. So why even make the effort? Why even make the point, you know, now? So what we see even in church now is we have people who have lost their fight because they're tired. Mm You know, and that brings us back to the topic of why is the issue of depression such a major, you know, factor in the church? Why is suicide one of the options that many believers are now going to because they don't know how to cope and they can't deal with what it is that they're going through? Mm. You know, because what have we taught you? We've taught you how to be <laughs> church, but we've not taught you how to live life.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm. Hmm.
0: That's,
2: That's deep good right
5: there. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That was powerful. Well, so Pastor, uh, Pastor J. Yeah, when am I gonna when am I gonna see you, Lady AJ? When am I gonna see you, DJ uh, Swerve? When am I gonna see you, Coach? <laughs>
0: I like how you kept changing his name DJ Swerve. I was gonna say nothing, but I'm serious. I was oh, that was my Samir. inner joke yeah. in the inside way how you kept calling DJ Swerve. <laughs> oh,
5: you know what? Yeah. You know what? Forgive me because I'm on this, I'm on this coffee right about now. Excuse me, DJ Severe. You see that you just took the microphone from me because I didn't say it the right way.
0: <laughs> Forgive me, my brother. I'm sorry I took the microphone. That was just my own personal joke to myself, DJ Swerve. <laughs> so um one thing i could say is when we definitely would love to get you into the station you know and it is it's about that time so um one thing i do want to say is i definitely would love to have you come to the station um you're definitely a great impact especially when you um when you break down these subjects that people don't talk about it makes everybody start to think and to really start analyzing right. and reflecting and and all kind of things like that and um it would be great for you to one day come to Viva Las Vegas and come to the show we would definitely appreciate if you did come to the show you ain't only in you know in the Bay Area so it you know, ain't that far 8 hour drive just thought about that that's it there. just 8 hours you know mm-hmm. eight, just 8 well hours. you
5: know what I told you I, I, I keep telling you that I'm 3 hours away from you
0: oh you yeah know, and, uh, see now you, you know, take my see, microphone and correct me
5: yeah because here's the well, doctor's confession Las Vegas is my Disneyland ooh you know, Las Vegas it is. It is my Disneyland. You know why? Because it is my escape from reality. Amen. You know, I, I, I like to go to go to Vegas and people watch because I just say, you know what? This ain't real.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> None <laughs> of it. The whole strip.
5: Oh, it's real when oh, it's but it's real when they lose their money and I'd be sitting there with my little card saying, Mm, we can actually you know, we can talk about this. We can do some life because 'cause I'm not I, I'm not licensed in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when they, when I see them talking to the machine and the machine don't talk back, I say, you know what, I, I have the ability to respond back to you, give you some insight. <laughs> right. so, so, Dr. Jackie, speaking of thank that, you so much for
0: having me. I, I, I want you to just be able to, before you go, um, say where people could find you, um, where is your office, um, and all how to get in contact to you. Because, you know, it's so crazy, I, I talk to someone who listens to our show, and there's lots of people that would love to reach out to you and and ask their own questions, you know, because they heard this and it it spawned out into something that they thought about after the show and was like, man, I wonder how I could talk to Dr. Jackie. So how can someone reach out to you, Dr. Jackie?
5: People can reach me uh, via social media. Um, I'm on Facebook at uh, Jackie Smith, J-A-C-K-E-Y-S-M-I-T-H, on Instagram at Dr. Jackie. D-R-J-A-C-K-E-Y. Um and then I also have my confidential uh email address, which is Dr LCSW nineteen oh six at gmail dot com. And for those of you who are wondering what the nineteen oh six for is, it's not because of the earthquake, but um I am a member of uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and uh I'm available. Amen. So shoot me an Amen. email, hit me up on, on on uh social media, and I will respond back to you.
0: Amen. amen we appreciate you dr jackie we'll stay in touch you'll probably be on the show again just thought that out
5: there i appreciate it. now pastor do i have to go to church today since i got up early this morning and see? um
0: <laughs> see wash your tail and go to church that's all you got to do you up early already drinking your coffee well, you're you know halfway what? there
5: well listen that ain't listen that's not my struggle i do believe in the ministry of hygiene <laughs> you know I, I i don't know if that's the the practice for everybody <laughs>
2: Well, if you don't feel like getting out the bed, we can uh, you can jump on the Calhoun page on Facebook. Oh,
0: he did he go into the outro? Yeah, he did. <laughs> so we're yeah, gonna, so we, we, we gonna go talk about the outro <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 virtual campus <laughs> and, and, and and talk about this virtual campus right quick. But guess what? Yes, it sir. don't gotta be over. You know why it don't why gotta not? be over, Doctor Jackie? What's that? Because you could check out the Judah Family Community Church page. At what time? At eleven o'clock. And you will be mm-hmm. able to see a word. Hello, somebody. Yeah. From Pastor Jalon Calhoun. And it's saying, You cannot run from God. Amen. Amen. Today's well, message God. is you cannot run from God.
5: And hey, you mean I can give my I can give my tithe and my offering from my from right my from, your from your
0: phone. phone. Hallelujah.
5: Everything on Electronical
0: is on electronic. Can
5: I tell you, that is is the church without walls right there. That is all right with me. So
0: if if you and and anybody else listening, because Dr. Jackie got the invite, but I'm inviting all y'all that today, if you live in Las Vegas, you could come to Rancho High School and come to Judah Family Community Church at 11 o'clock. The word will start commencing at probably 12 o'clock. And we'll be streaming on our virtual campus on Facebook at Judah Family Community Church. Come out, enjoy. We, we got a lot of openings. We in a new building. We in a new, new congregation. We, we all knew because God has brought us to what our anniversary term was, our next level. So I want everybody to come out in the multitudes and come join us out, and we'll be able to worship together because we're Judah family. Judah family means for the family of a community.
2: Amen. We're the
0: family and part of the community. We're not just one. And yes, we are the church with no walls and the church of the four T's. And the four T's is I've never said this. And it's so crazy. I've never said this, but I always, we always govern ourselves with the four T's. And the first T is time. God has given, given you time and you should be counting, giving that time back to him. The second T is temple. God gave you this body to host the Holy spirit. And you should be, Giving back to this body and giving back to God. Third one is talent. If you got a talent to sweep the church, if you got a talent to hug somebody, if you got a talent to give somebody a smile or to sing, dance, or whatever God has blessed you with, you should be giving that talent back to God. And then there is treasure. We all know the treasure we all been ordained for years and heard everybody break you down across your back about the treasure you should do. But guess what? Understand that. God and you know what you should be doing. No one should have to tell you what you should do. And then all wrapped in the 4 T's, I want everybody to know that God loves a cheerful giver. So it don't just mean about your money cuz I grew up Baptist and I heard that all my life. But I want you to understand that it's about your time. He don't want you to have attitude. He wants you to be able to give back your body back to him. Hello a somebody. Cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. That means when you're giving your talent, you not Arguing with somebody about who gonna sing the song you just sing the song when you when somebody tell you you got to preach today You're not sitting here with an attitude say I didn't get ready You just go and prepare and be that servant and then when you give an Offering to somebody you don't always have to be tying off offering. it could be given to somebody in the church that you knew is struggling hello, somebody so hello? that they could get to home because some people use all they what all they got to get to church but you never know their struggles after church so i want people to be blessed with the four t's i i will start saying that more because i can't believe i haven't been saying that but i say it every sunday so that is judah family community church in a nutshell check us out but one thing i wanted to say is this is pastor Jay. you can find me on instagram at official underscore calhoun, or you can find me on my Facebook page at Pastor Jalon Calhoun. And I want to leave you with this. Common sense is not common. So do not expect everybody to see where you're coming from.
1: Amen. Uh And this is Lady AJ reminding everyone to get focused and stay focused.
2: And this is Coach here. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have.
3: DJ Severe, and you can follow me on the
0: Kingdomware Production page. <laughs> and go ahead, Doctor Jack. Go ahead and do an outro.
5: And this is Doctor Jackie. Just reminding you to stay prayed up and to continue to listen to the Anointed Radio Show.
0: Amen. 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 We see you next week, y'all. God bless.
4: Jesus, God bless.